I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio Gallarotti. Sitting next to me is our pal, Francis. Let's talk about some heavy stuff today. Let's, Let's talk get about into some this. shit. Let's do it. Uh, if you guys don't follow our Instagram, literally what are you doing? Follow our Instagram. It's a big piece of what we're doing here. Yeah. There. Uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. It's very helpful. Wow. And, uh, Business up front. That's right. Reminding y'all to help out. Nice. Um, I, I, I gotta tell you something. What's going on? I, I feel like I have lost the art of small interactions. Really? I have, I have been failing at them lately. I'm talking one to two minute conversations with people. The thing that always stresses me out about them is the exit strategy. Cause yeah. that can be really awkward. Okay. I'm going go, to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go walk over here. I just, I just always say I have to go to the bathroom times. and then I go to the bathroom and don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then you're out. You're yeah, free. You just have gone to the bathroom a lot. Like, I Francis do. is really hydrated. Well, yeah, people, you know, they don't know what people's bowel movements and dietary things are like. So you can, usually they won't ask you for clarifying questions. <laughs> so what problems do you find yourself running into? So I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, just various small interactions with people where you know them a little, but not enough to care mm-hmm. about what they're actually up to. And they feel the same way about me. I'm certain. And probably not. They probably are interested. I in think, I think these people I'm referring to specifically really don't care okay. about me. And we, we say hi because we're polite. It's, it's fine. But there's there we both know it's not going anywhere. We both know that even if we were to say, let's get a beer sometime, we never would. Okay. We know that if we say it there's a it is a complete following, a formality of the social contract. I hate the let's get a beer because sometimes what happens is and I'm actually serious this time. When they say that, they're like, let's get a beer. Oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm serious this time. Let's yeah. really, let's find time. God forbid one of you actually follows up on DM or text or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, so I have been having bad showings in these one to two minute conversations. What have you been doing? Here's an example. Um, I ran into an old coworker of mine who lives nearby. And he was with his family. Very nice. And I was out walking Kojai. And I was very tired and very hungover. Mm-hmm. And I walked up to them, said hi. Everything's pleasant. He's asking me, you know, how's this? Whatever. How's this going? Fine. And then I said, you know... Whenever I see you here, I try not to bother you because I know this is where you live. And the last thing you need are people, is people coming up to you where you live and bothering you guys. But you, it's a person you know. It's not and like he's some celebrity I live here too. Yeah. And I live here too. So this is exactly my point. Mm-hmm. I did not need to say that at all. <laughs> And for some reason, it was as if my brain said, let them know you're cool. Let them know (laughs) you get their position. (laughs) Meanwhile, I wasn't a weird fan. And it was was as if I was putting myself in that position or or saying, just remember, I'm not a weird fan. Mm -hmm. That's weird. And instantly it changed the entire tenor of the interaction. (laughs) Where it was like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, why we didn't think that everything was fine. It just needed to be the one to two minute cursory hello. Yeah. And then we'll go on our way. Except I made it weird by being like, guys, I'm not being weird. Right, right. You did make it weird by doing that. Where are you guys off to? Oh, Dante's. I love Dante's. I heard the rigatoni's great. 
Well, enjoy. <laughs> have a couple extra bites for me. Yeah, that <laughs> right. would have been better. That's all you got to do. Bro. That's all you need. So, wait, you said the family were, was it like his folks were in town, or like with his, his wife, wife and his and kids. his kids? And he's, I know he's a private person, and I honor and respect that. But I honored and respected it too much. He's your coworker. He Is used he, to be. So okay, he used. He's to, a great guy, by the way. Used to be your coworker, great guy. I don't understand how. He's your fucking coworker. Like there was, there's no privacy with your coworker. It's privacy if you're a famous person who you didn't work with. I mean, I was a shade away from saying, "Listen, I know you guys don't really want to talk to me right now, so just give me a signal when this is over, and we'll walk, we'll go our separate <laughs> Jesus, ways." Dude. It was as if I really wanted to let them know. Too much hanging around comedy. Oh, it's just too much. Too much thought. Yeah. My brain is just overcooked. Yes. And it's it's not functioning properly. And small I talk that. exists for a reason. Small talk is a defense against what you just did. You do what you did when there's no small talk. <laughs> <laughs> small talk exists so that we can get out of these things without feeling uncomfortable. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing like hacky about small talk. Okay, but fine. But then there's this other element of me that says, in my brain says, don't be the small talk guy. Be memorable. Why? Say something out of the ordinary, off script. So this is something that your therapist would say to you, Francis. Why do you feel like you need to be exceptional to be loved? You can just be normal and be loved, Francis. I'll 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 go even more sadistic than that <laughs> and say that it's not so much about being loved, it's more about career advancement. I have always taught myself you need people to remember you. Mm -hmm. And by following the script, you're not going to be remembered. And um, make a name for yourself. Make some kind of, you, you only have, maybe you might only have one minute in front of this person. You might only have five minutes with this person. But you've, you've spent weeks with this person. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I, God I, only knows why I applied this yeah. thinking here. Yeah. Well, dude, I think that there's also something to be said about overthinking what you've done. You know what I mean? I doubt that they're sitting there being like, man, that Francis is a weirdo. And you can dig yourself deeper by trying to correct something. And obviously you're not going to. You've let it go. I, I had to battle with myself not to text him that night and be like, listen, dude, yeah. sorry for how weird that I was no, this no, no, morning. No, 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 I was no. really fucked up. And dude, I see comics do it all the time. Like I see com I've done it to comics who are like bigger than me. I see, you know, people who are trying to like kiss my ass. I see them do it to me. They'll like be awkward about the hand, about a handshake. They'll go to pound. I'll shake, and then they'll start doing commentary. There's just no need to do that. Yeah, man. I've done it. People have done it. Here's a really good example. And I was talking to a friend about this this weekend. She's seeing somebody new, and she and this guy have not said "I love you" to each other, obviously. And as she was getting into a taxi, she accidentally said "love you," and then got in the taxi. Now, the worst thing you can do in that situation is carry on about that conversation. Anybody who knows anything knows that you did it by accident. Of course, you say love you to all your friends. You say love you. It doesn't mean shit. By being like, hey, I just want you to know, I didn't mean I love you. I know that we're not there yet in our relationship. It just, I said it as a reflex because I say it to everybody in my life. So I don't want you to get like, <laughs> you know, spooked. That just makes you perfect. into the biggest weirdo. This is a perfect bit. Let it go. That was perfect. What Let it said. go. It's so well done. Thank you. Thank you. It really just happened yesterday. Let it go. You got to let it go. It's not a big thing. Don't make it into a thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And you did the right thing by not texting him later in the evening. Yeah. You know? I'm still thinking about it, though. I know. It sucks. And now we've closed. Now the statute of limitations has passed, where if I did text it, he'd be like, you're still thinking about that? <laughs> and I'd be a total psychopath. Dude, I have an example of this happened to me the other day. Okay? I was at uh, our pal Ricky. He recorded his special, and there was an after party, and we were all drinking having a good time and i michael che was at the bar we all know him he's a great guy he's nice to, he's he's nice to we plebeians you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i remember this moment where something happened someone said something i felt the need i was like i'm gonna go tell che this thing that i thought and i remember going up there saying something we had a quick chuckle i and then i left and walked back to my group and the next day i couldn't help but be self-conscious about it and I don't remember what I said, and it's been bothering me. And I even texted Hillary. I was like, "Do you remember what I like? What did I say to Jay?" Uh -huh. 
And she was like, I don't know. I was like, did it appear that anything weird was happening? And she goes, what happened, honey? <laughs> like she thought that like some comedian had bullied me, which honestly is not unusual. Comedians are, can be bullies like children. Uh, of course. So I just have no idea what the fuck was said, but obviously I'm going to let it go. Well, this is, I think this is what probably, a, you know, you're talking about an interaction with somebody who's got major status a full-blown celebrity oh yeah and the i i there it, it's different that is different when you have those interactions you go you play the tape in your head over and over yeah you analyze everything you said it was that weird you think that somehow because they're famous that they're more deciphering or exacting <laughs> about what is said to them that right. it matters more you have to be more careful in choosing your words did I get that right? All of that, you know, and you forget like these people have mundane conversations themselves. Right. Not everything needs to be. You, it's like you don't want to waste their time and not for nothing. People have done this with me, too. Yeah. And I'm not a celebrity, but people have come up to me, had a conversation with me, and then they get self-conscious in the middle of it and say, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know. I know. Uh, I, I'm not. I promise I'm not weird. Yeah. And, and I'm like, it's exactly yes. what you said. We just become self-conscious, neurotic in right. those moments. Whoever's quote above you, you sort of are analyzing that interaction more. When in reality, if you were to just be yourself, it really would get you much further. Yeah. By showing up, being this amicable, oh, I'm going to laugh at everything they say. I'm going to be pleasant to be around guy. Mm -hmm. You just become this fucking, you just look like a fucking tool yeah. bag. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't just apply to famous people. Because I had this happen at the US Open too. I was sitting four seats away from a guy that I went to college with mm -hmm. who has done preposterously well. <laughs> so this guy started a hedge fund. Um, he raised money. And then he did something that, in hindsight, I mean, when he did it, everyone was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, which is that he put 100% of the fund's capital into Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and like Netflix. All things that have performed. The, the very, most very well. obvious stocks mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And of course, over the last three years, they've, they've all, his hedge fund doubled. has exploded. Yeah. Absolutely exploded simply from betting on the lead horses. Love it. And everyone's like, well, how genius is that? You know, you eat what he had a completely right non diverse there. portfolio. It, it just seems so obvious in hindsight, and yet here he is, like, leading the charge. So, you know, in my group of non-comedian friends, status is decided based on money. That's mm -hmm. typically, you know, professional success. That's the, the way it's calibrated. And I knew this, and I went up to this guy, said hi to him. We had a nice sort of, we're having, we're going through the motions of the stupid conversation. And... <laughs> I don't know, 30, 40 seconds in, I introduced him to my girlfriend. He introduced me to his family. 30, 40 seconds in, I say something like, you know, congrats on all your success. Uh, I've heard about it. And he goes, thank you. Thank you. I mean, he's been written up in Wall Street Journal and stuff like that. I said, I've heard about it. You know, boy, what a strategy. Uh, really gave me a lot of FOMO. Not sure why I wasn't able to do the same thing you did. <laughs> Dude, what is happening to you, bro? You're, you're just running around the city rogue. Just fucking melting Someone down, stop man. stop shoot Francis with a dart in I his can't, neck. I can't get out of my own way. Damn, bro. And he was like, uh-huh. It was my oh, effort God. at being funny. Oh, God. And, and self-deprecating. How tragic. But I'm sure it you know, almost probably came off weirdly insulting. Totally. Like as if you were saying you could have easily done what he had done, is what it sounded like to me, which is very insulting. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, or like, not sure why I didn't do, not, you know, I, I don't know. I, I meant it as a compliment, and of course, it came off the wrong way. And then, then when we said goodbye, and then I'm sitting four seats from him, and I'm like, God Almighty, do I need to go back over there and clarify what the fuck I was talking about? And then you're just stewing in your own self doubt, and this is what I'm talking about. It's been two or three interactions like this over the last week or so, where I think to myself, I have completely lost the ability. To have a nothing conversation. Right. Yeah. I've lost the talent required to not step on my own foot 
while I'm having a two minute nothing conversation. Why don't we workshop this a little? Why don't we do a scenario? Uh, you and I are at. You have to be somebody though. Like I will. I will. Let's you, make me someone. Okay. I'm. Is there a similar guy you can place in your head who's made a preposterous amount of money who you sort of know? I'm sure you can. Something similar, some kind of financial thing, hedge fund, whatever. Super successful. You bump into me at the Knicks game. Mm. We're waiting in line for beers. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be there for a second. We're waiting for beers. And the person in front is kind of fumbling. They're trying to use a coupon. Uh, the coupon isn't working. So now they're trying to insert their, they're trying to tap their card. It didn't work. They don't know how to insert. Someone has to teach them to insert. They end up swiping. You're just sitting there for a very long time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, let's call. Let's call you Farley because uh, it rhymes with Charlie, which is his name. And, I, and I'm behind you, so you have to turn around to talk to me. So it's inherently a little weirder for you. And you're you, behind me. Yeah. So so actually, well, you're the one fuddling with all these coupons. No, no, no. The shit. guy in front of us is your and your impulse is to say something ridiculous, like, "Oh, I guess I could turn all the way around instead of just moving my neck." I guess I'm I'm just going to go ahead and turn all the way around. You're not going to do that. All right? You're not doing that. Okay. All right. So, and and you notice me too. I didn't notice you. So I'm standing here waiting. You don't know that I'm we know each other. We know each other. We know, we know, know each other we know in each passing other. from college. Yeah. I was in your social club mm. a couple years below you. Which actually makes you more inclined to make some comment about how successful I am because I'm younger than you. Mm. Uh, but you're not going to do that either. Okay. So, here we go. All right. Hey, Farley. How, how are you? Francis Ellis. What's up, man? Son of a gun. What's up, dude? I don't know, man. How are, how are you? you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing you, good. I bet you're not using any of these stupid coupons due to your incredible success lately. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck! Whoa! No! <laughs> <laughs> Abort! 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 Take it back. Anyway, enjoy the next game. I'm going home. Okay, uh, so let's not make fun of the guy in front of us, and yeah. let's not talk about how successful I am. You can talk about how successful I am, but don't compare yourself. Yeah. And you didn't do that there, really. But no. let, okay, let's leave the guy out of it. Let's try again. Um, it's good to see you, man. What are you up to these days, dude? Oh man, you know, just fucking. The, none of these people talk like this. They're yeah. not that fun. They're not that familiar. They, okay, fine, fine. Oh hey, well, it's been a good. It's been a good couple years. Nice, uh, I've noticed. You know, Joanna and I just got back from uh, her parents' house at the shore. Uh huh. Uh, Which shore? Oh, down, down around Margate. You know, oh, the Jersey Shore. Yeah, the Jersey Shore. But you know, it's kind of like it's the nicer area. So, wow. <laughs> See, you're making me insecure. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the part that you're thinking of. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> I think we well, that might be a play. Let's <laughs> try to big time these people who are way more successful than I am, dude. I think the lesson we've learned here is if you ask simple questions, you allow people to do their own spiraling. <laughs> They start explaining this. Nothing I want more than to watch someone unfucking yeah. spool before me. You know? Because then that turns into you know we actually uh, we just closed on our own place uh, out east, so we're we're finishing the renovation, so <laughs> we don't have to put up with the in laws for for too much longer. It, but. it is weird where <laughs> you you know stuff about this is this is what makes it weird. Ready? <laughs> These people, I know things about them from either having heard through the rumor mill or from having read stuff about them. And they don't know that I know, right? Uh -huh. They don't know that I know that stuff. So for me to bring it up, it's not because they told me, which means, am I allowed to be bringing that stuff up? For example, I think you are. I did read in some, you know, crazy, whatever, New York Post time type publication that this couple that I ran into at the uh, U.S. Open had recently bought a very expensive house down in Palm Beach. Mm. But... If I had brought that up, isn't that, then it seems like I'm following them. Okay, so here's what I think. And I think where your mistake typically comes in is when you somehow make it self-deprecating. There's no need to. Like do in, that, yeah. In small, in small talk world, if you're like, whoa, you, you guys, I saw you got some sick house in Palm Beach. That's incredible. Like, congratulations. Instead of going, wow, dude, I saw you had this great house in Palm Beach. Like... <laughs> Really made me want to kill myself. <laughs> man, There's something you might say. You're too rich that you can't laugh at that. You're fucking dead. Like, I agree, but it's just weird, dude. People don't like. It's just such a jarring statement. Like making some like, 
that's like the joke you make to your comedian friends, not the joke you make to some guy who does, who's like serious. You know, a lot of the times, and some of the rich people that I know, they tell me about how serious they were in their 30s and 40s when they first made their fortune and how they were so serious. Mm. And now as they've gotten older, they realize that they were fucking chodes. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that like there's something there too. These guys are in prime douchebag age and like that like weird joke. They're like not used to that, dude. But most of them do know that I am a comedian. And part of me thinks that them knowing that means that I now have to fill those shoes. Okay, so... And I, that's my comfort zone. I'm going to totally. give them what they know about me. Totally. And, I, dude, I don't... I couldn't disagree more. I think, like, your natural ability to use your skills as an interactor to heighten your sort of, like, leverage on that conversation by 10% without having to try, I think you're undervaluing that. Like, I don't think you have to make some lasting impression. Like, just by being the comedian that you are, you're 10% better at that conversation already. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they know you're a comedian. So I think by being inquisitive, not talking about yourself, not making it about yourself, it's so much easier. You get them talking, good. Then they go, so how about you, man? Aren't you a comedian? Like, that's so crazy. You're like, yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy. Like, mm. what, an, what a waste of an education, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anywho, see yeah. you at the 20-year reunion. No, you're, that is spot on. I you would know? say something like, yeah, I'm the least successful person from our class. Which something. is a, such an appropriate time to be self-deprecating because a lot of the time, and maybe your friends are more uh, aware of this because they're New York people, and like New York people sort of know that the comedian lifestyle is tougher than the average person thinks. So like, they are maybe a little bit more aware of that, but- they still think it's really cool. Everybody thinks it's cool. You know what I mean? And that is a great neutralizer when your friends are making all this money. And even if you're making less money, it's you still get a couple more points because you are a comedian. Yeah. And you then know? I want to get there. But that's narcissism. I wanna get I wanna get to the point where we are not evaluating so much on on money because these people are so far ahead in that realm. Mm -hmm. But rather let's get to something where I have an edge, which is trying mm -hmm. to be funny. And that's why I so often revert to it. Right, right, It's right. definitely a, a defense mechanism. Totally, totally. And dude, what I would say to you, pal, is those guys aren't better than you. No, they're <laughs> not. You know, they're probably drinking absolutely crap coffee in the morning while we're having <laughs> Brooklyn Roasting Company, which we both know is the Rolls Royce of coffee. <laughs> I'm riding around in my cup of Rolls Royce while That's they are good. drinking their dog crap coffee every morning. Yeah, everyone knows finance guys have no taste. Dude. Yeah, they have no taste. That's why they're always, you know, hooking up with girls who never come back in the morning. Cause <laughs> That's right, because they didn't have... They're like, why don't you have Brooklyn Roasting? I'm never coming back. They didn't here. have the Weiwei Tananga, dude. That's right. Oh, man, the Mocha Java. That's been my jam lately. I said it last week, too. Yeah, but it's oh, so good. It's so good. The Mocha Java. I love the Mocha Java. Get some ooey gooey golly glop mm. with coffee, peanut butter. So good. Join the coffee of the month club, guys. It's I'm a, a member and it's making my life better. <laughs> we love Brooklyn Roasting Company. Get some coffee today. Use promo code OOPSBEANS on your first order or anytime. I think maybe you'll get 5% off. So brooklynroasting.com. Get some coffee going in your life. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, that was my, yeah, that was my small talk piece. Well, dude, it's, you know, there's good stuff there for sure, man. And I think that, you know, just, yeah, I don't think that there's any reason to sort of make it into a, well, you're rich, so I'm funny situation. I mean, there's just so much more to value than that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like, I don't know, status, stature, these are all great things, but at the end of the day, what works for you is what is important, right? Yeah. Agreed. Whatever. I got, I got, I wanted to ask you something. Sure. Eloping. Hmm. How do you feel about eloping? I don't really, I've never understood what the fuck it even is. So if you, if you, I know it's like something having to do with marriage that isn't marriage. Yeah, it's I have no you, idea what it is. It's when you just say, fuck a big wedding. We're going off. We're running off. We're going to go get married by ourselves. Like at city hall. Like, like, is that what it is? Like going to town hall? I think it usually carries some, uh, connotation of, of traveling somewhere going to do it in secret almost. got it got it got it but it, so you could be going to city hall or you could be going to vegas or wherever yeah but you've done it intentionally 
Chris, can we get a definition here? Eloping. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, dude. Like, I don't know that it that it works for me or for, you know, Chris, what do you got? Um, I have here run away secretly in order to get married, especially without parental consent. Yeah. Francis so historically Gagal? it was like, uh, your parents don't, you know, I think your parents didn't want you to get, or they didn't approve of the union, but mm-hmm. you said, whatever, I'm doing okay. it anyway. And you went off to some other place and got married. So it is, so you do get married. Romeo got and it. Juliet eloped. Great. Got it. Got it. Even though they did it in Verona. Got it. Got it. By the hand of. Makes Friar, sense. um, Friar Tuck, right? Mm. No, <laughs> That's but, from Robin Hood, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Friar, the the Friar from Romeo and Juliet. I forgot what the hell is his name. I don't I remember. remember. Anyway, so eloping. Um, you know, someone it's, it's, someone pitched this to me as an idea, and it started to sound kind of compelling. Really? It sounds it sounds like a bummer to me because. In theory, I like the idea of everybody in my life being on board with the things that I'm doing. My parents are pretty cool. I don't see them ever having an issue with anybody that I was marrying unless they told my family to fuck off, in which case I would not be cool with them either. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I don't really foresee a situation where that would be appropriate. Um, so I don't like the idea of it because I don't think it would be necessary for me. The idea of it in general, of course, I support it if you feel that you've come to a place where you need to elope. It surprises me to hear you thinking it's something that No, it's not something I think we would I would appealing. need to do. But so what 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 sounds so appealing about it to you? I I like the idea of basically a honeymoon and a wedding feeling it being the same thing. Oh, that's cool. So So maybe take, yeah. Take whatever money you might have spent on this elaborate big blowout party for everyone. Where you're basically going through the motions and instead, you know, spend it on first class travel and accommodations wow. for a week or two away with the two of you and get married on the in, in the process. Wow. Dude, I love that. Yeah, right. That's fucking awesome. Um I don't a planned elopement. So with who, you know, let's assume that things work out for me and the dog. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> Let's just see things work out. Let's just see if this is your first time listening. <laughs> listen to a few back episodes to understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hill, Hill Dog. Let's assume it works out. I don't see her ever thinking that that would be a good idea. I think she likes the idea of the party and all that stuff. But for me personally, I could definitely be convinced into doing what you're describing. Sounds like a good time. They always say you don't enjoy your own wedding also. You know yeah. I mean? So like, that sounds like a good time. I think that's something I would love to do. I just doubt that I'll ever be able to get the lady on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do, do you like? Do you typically get a, along with uh, your lady's sort of like siblings and stuff? Yeah, and her friends. Let's say, let's say siblings. Yeah, she's got two uh, stepsisters. And they're cool. They are. We they I like them a lot. They uh they're great. They're younger. I feel like I've met them on FaceTime before. Yeah, you have. They are cool. So they're younger. So, you know, they're they're kind of in a period of their lives where they're busy. They're in college, they're traveling, they're doing their own thing. I almost don't want to bother them. Yeah, I feel You like know that. what I mean? And yeah. I also feel a little bit like when we come together like like I'm just an old man and they're cool. And right, right. I'm trying not to just embarrass myself or age myself. Totally. By being like saying dumb shit, they're just cooler and hipper, and you know, you're like, hey, do happier. you guys follow? Do you guys follow Charlie D'Amelio? Yeah, like you guys, <laughs> I do. She's do pretty guys, great. <laughs> what do you guys think of the new um, Travis Scott album? It's pretty good, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I I really like them. They're awesome. They're incredibly smart and uh, and and really interesting in that they've like they've they've traveled the world so much um they have multiple passports and stuff sick um but you know i there's an age gap where i almost feel like um it's harder for me to be kind of friends with them just because yeah i'm always self-conscious of of being like an old weird man totally 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 (laughs) no i feel you i feel you but i feel like that's good it's like based on whatever age they might be there is typically a protocol for what makes that relationship good 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this age gap. You're the, you know, the, the dad, like older brother, stepbrother, whatever, and a boyfriend of whoever, but it sounds like it makes sense. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty grateful too that my, uh, girl's sisters are pretty normal, uh, and cool. And I how many siblings does she have? She's two. They're older. Uh, and they're both great. You know what I mean? Nice. Uh, they're, they're super cool. But I, I was thinking back on some of the sort of, either unusual or uh, unfortunately uh, sort of tense relationships that I've had in the past with, which is weird. Cause I feel like I'm pretty easy to get along with in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember, so this is funny. One of my ex's brothers, I remember her being like, my brother's a little weird. I'm just warning you. And like after I'm not even kidding, almost like clockwork after she said that before I had met him, I just hear him from the other room go, has anyone seen my wizard hat? <laughs> and he just goes i swear to god that fucking thing has powers (laughs) i was like that is such a funny cue hang on a minute (laughs) you got as far as being in the house in the adjacent room before she gave you the warning so he this was and it was wizard hat weird yes and i swear he he was either away at at school or he didn't live at home and i had never met him and he was there and I sort of got this really fast disclaimer that he was in her eyes odd. And, you know, it's her older brother. Like we were young, you know, anybody older is weird. You know, I mean, he wasn't weird. Dude. And we ended up getting along great. And he's made so many memorable. He had made so many memorable quotes that I'll never forget. Uh, and he actually, unfortunately, he passed away very sadly. Oh, God. I know recently. Uh, but I'll never forget some of the shit he said, dude. And, you know, when you're like with the older brother of the person you're dating, you know, you give him the fo- the floor. He gets to talk. He gets to say shit. Absolutely. So he said two things that I will never forget, and they're so fucking funny to this day. One of them, like, remember at one point the nickel? They made Thomas Jefferson much closer. So we're sitting there looking at this nickel, and he's looking at it, and it's just obviously much closer. And he looks at me, and he goes, dude, at some point it's just going to be the eye. <laughs> like, as if it was just going to keep zooming in. I thought that was really funny. Another really good one. We were watching. Uh, remember that Akon song where he's like, if you're looking for me, I'll be on the block with my thing cocked. Right. So if you're looking for me, I'll. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking for me, I'll be on the block. Right. So Young Jeezy, that was Young Jeezy's song and Akon sang the hook for the song. Mm. So Young Jeezy's performing that song on New Year's Eve and Akon is not there. And her brother looks at me and goes, where's Akon? Let me guess. On the block? (laughs) (laughs) Just two of the finest older brother jokes. That's good. May he rest in peace. He was a great guy. I'll never forget him. Uh, Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Mm. So that was good. But then I had a a girlfriend who's, did you have have something out of that? I just have my own sort of dad joke. You please. Which is that if I have this elopement conversation with my girlfriend and she says, we can't elope. And I'd be like, I'm more of a honeydew guy. (laughs) That's pretty good. Has that been used before? I don't think so. We can't elope. (laughs) I'm more of a honeydew guy. We must honeydew. Cue the honeydews. I don't know what the the joke is, but some version of that. Well, dude, that's very fucking, that's very solid if you thought of that. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. One of my exes, a different one, had a brother who was a, a rapper. And he was like not too cool about the idea of us dating. I was a little older than her. Mm. And I was older than him. And I guess he got very territorial about it and was not cool about it. And instead of sort of confronting him, the family chose instead to sort of downplay our relationship. Yours and the daughters. So one time we actually did a family trip to California and they lied to him and told him I wasn't there. 
So to the point, dude, this is crazy. To the point where the dad felt bad about this because it was fucking awkward. So they were going to hang out with him because he lived there and I wasn't allowed to join. So no he went and way. rented me a car and he gave me a hundred bucks. He's like, dude, take this hundred bucks, go do stuff. I was like, I can't accept that. He goes, Hey, I'm older than you. Take it. I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, sure. I'll take it. Thanks. So now but I have a hundred bucks. I have my own whip. I'm driving around LA and I, and, and eventually the brother catches wind that I'm there and it becomes this big problem. So now I have to go to this dinner where I'm expected to break the ice with the brother and try to like get along and figure it out. How shitty is that? And it's this like, there's all these, it's sort of like a star studded affair. There's some like fancy LA people at this dinner and like he's there. Eventually I sort of have to make my way over to him to try to like show that I'm this good guy. How old were you? I was in my mid twenties Yeah, and I put my tail between my legs and I try so hard to make things go well with this guy and they appear to go well. Mm -hmm. The next night we go over his house, we're hanging out and he has some of his you know rapper pals over. We're all hanging out and he starts making jokes. He then follows me on Instagram. I'm like, Oh wow, I've made it. Like he followed me on Instagram. And then the next day unfollowed me. And I was like, this is so sh like, what a shitty situation. And I started to become very hostile about it in my brain because I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? And, you know, we ended up not lasting and breaking up. I don't know how far after that, but it was just such a shitty thing. And like, I kind of now think back on it and I'm bummed out that the parents wouldn't try to make that more easy for me instead of being scared. Yes, of, I, I think it's absolutely on them, you know, but I also they're think lovely people. So I feel badly trashing them, but that was a bummer. They need to, they need to just put him in line because he sounds like a spoiled brat. Yeah. Yeah. They need to say, you need to accept this. They're in their mid twenties. These are adults. They're consenting. They like each other. It's not up to you anymore. You don't right. get to choose who your sister does or does not date. Right. Um, more importantly, I have always been very kind of confused by this thing of older brothers being super hostile to the boyfriends of their sisters mm -hmm. um, or, or very judgmental or unwelcoming. I think there's something something weirdly incestuous about it yeah i guess you're right because it's like the way that you'd be jealous of your girl dating someone else i i exactly yeah. I, I i think it's um it's like why do you care so much i understand if as an older brother your younger sister comes home with some guy who's got a criminal record or a history of like abusing women and then you're you know then you're like well now i need to protect her Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. But if it's just like, why? And there were so many dudes in high school, I remember, who had attractive younger sisters. And then you'd find out like, yo, dude, whatever you do, don't touch her. Like, don't don't go near her. He's really, really yeah. weird about yeah. it. It's like, it's like dude, why? I know, I know. What is that? You're not her dad. And you have a sister. I have an older sister. And I think that that, that is a very different situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because... I had no, I never felt as if I had any authority or jurisdiction over her. All I could ever do was support her. She led the way. She blazed the path in terms, she was, she had the, a boyfriend before I ever had a girlfriend. She drank before I ever did. Mm -hmm. She broke curfew before I ever did. So, you know, if anything, she was the one who did all the first. She was the trailblazer had to deal with you know breaking the news to my parents or whatever and then i just kind of got to follow in this broken path <laughs> that had already been paved right um you know in in some ways it's like drafting when you're riding a bicycle like she was ahead of yes. me and i got to just ride the jet stream of that mm -hmm. um so i never felt like like who who was i to to say anything about the people she chose to date more importantly she had in my opinion very good taste like the men yeah. she was dating were guys i liked so right, right you know totally yeah it makes sense dude and like i have a younger sister figure in my life who i care about very much um and i sort of understand the idea of wanting them to be with somebody good wanting them to be with somebody worthy but i also don't have this idea and granted it's different she's not my blood sister or anything but I, you know i don't by any means have this idea that no one's good enough for her or mm. that i would somehow make his life difficult even if i didn't disliked him and she certainly brought people around that I didn't like. Current boyfriend's great. Uh, but I would never make uh, his life difficult. 
Yeah. And I can't imagine making a biological sister's boyfriend's life difficult. The, re- the reality is that guys are shitty no matter what, especially when they're younger and they are in the, you know, sort of sphere where an older brother will do those kind of strong arm tactics, mm-hmm. show up, give you shit, be a bit of a bully, say things like, you, you know, treat her right or whatever yeah or else and and the reality is that that boyfriend is gonna say yes sir like of of course no Mm. yeah good my best intentions all that as soon as the two of them get out of sight of the brother or the dad he's he's gonna be how he's gonna be totally you know you're not your threat doesn't loom over him and check his behavior if he's gonna be a scoundrel he's or drive the car too fast or be no, reckless totally, totally you're not gonna he's, be able that's to, how he's is so yeah you're not making a difference in my opinion yeah you're not going to be able to make enough of an impact to stop the relationship from happening but yeah. you only drive her to him more yeah you know gotta let it unfold totally. I don't know. well dude it is it is cuffing season dude the fall is upon us mm. uh are there any things that you look forward to so in the fall Chris, I I see Chris leaning back in a way that shows that he too really enjoys the fall. Love the fall. I'm just like tired of sweating all the time. It's just yeah. like you walk outside and it's nice out. Yeah, and it's, it's really just nice. refreshing. It's crisp. Yeah, yeah it's Dude. gotten nice again. Get to totally. wear sweatshirts. Oh totally. man, Ugh. hoodies. Oh sweatpants. I know. Pea coats, Ugh. long coats. Uh, you know, corduroys, boots. Yeah, women wearing boots. <laughs> uh. I think women in long coats mm. makes them look so slender and dressy. The fall is dressier. So you it's are elegant. looking forward to oh, mixing up your it. wardrobe a bit. I just have so many more options. In the summer, I just wear shorts and t-shirts every day. Yeah. I, I, I like something about that. Yeah. But I do, I do hear you. It is fun to mix up the, the wear. Also, and New York tends to be a really nice place in the fall. Yeah. Sort of like summer weather without the summer. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. by the end of like, you'll have really nice days still, cool nights. Mm-hmm. The humidity isn't really as present. I think fall is the best season for dating. Yeah, no, definitely. That's when you, you go to restaurants, you go on first dates, go yeah. out for cocktails, that kind of stuff. I also have so many activities. Like in, not only is it, there are already activities. I mean, that the Met puts on their great exhibit, their fashion exhibit that's always so cool. And mm. fashion week and there's, all like all like significant dates in my life too, like my anniversary and my my friend's kid's birthday and my dad's birthday and my best friend's birthday and like mm-hmm. all these different things happening and it just feels like a a really fun time. Everybody's back in the city, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something really fun about it. That's mm-hmm. really nice. That's yeah. great. And yeah. I wonder, did, like, I wonder if there's more pressure on single people to try to kind of be in a relationship come around this time or not or if it's yeah. the right time to find the relationship that you're then going to be in when the cold months are actually upon you i think people love the term cuffing season yeah i think that's an interesting and fun way to put it um and and there's an embracing of that but as far as pressure goes you know i have you have this vision of uh boy I don't want to be the only person this winter sitting in front of a fireplace under a blanket by myself. Yeah, and it's it's that's, that's not ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The reality is nobody wants to be in a relationship in the summer because they're going to these beach towns, everyone's in bathing suits and people are very much less inhibited about, you know, the the you got to take me on three dates before I'll have sex with you. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's just acting like a kid and and banging each other and it's great (laughs) and then that changes in the fall you're putting on more clothes there's more clothes to take off there's more barriers to entry and uh that's when i think people say well i'd rather my fun is over now i'm ready to get to know someone i want to have a quieter nights and you know well dude i actually think that it's it's sort of it might be counterintuitive but i almost feel like the winter could be better for being single. I mean, like in the summer, it's so hot. Like you're, if you're going to have meaningless sex, it's going to be sweaty. And like the winter too is cold. Like you're more likely to fucking booze up, you know, got to do something to keep warm. Yeah, that's true. And you but- know, like having sex when it's freezing with a random person, like that could be even 
much more fun. Yeah, keep each other warm. You know, with your body heat. <laughs> that is nice, but you have to also remember people are not tan in the winter. But who gives a people shit? People get very pale. That's true. But fucking people are self conscious. People feel yeah. sexier in the summer. But people might also be self conscious in the summer that they don't have a good sun, a good enough summer body. Mm, you know, who knows? but most people try to to lose some weight for summer. And many of those they people are successful. To... Mm. <laughs> Sigh. But did I hear you? I mean, listen. They they're at the end of the day. There are advantages to being single or not single at most points of your life, you know? Yeah. And I can't really speak to people who are older than me, and I'm sure that statement gets much more complicated, but people will email us that are in their early 20s, like worried about settling settling down and bouncing back from a breakup or finding a girlfriend, and it's just like, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. go have a couple of drinks, and bang someone you don't know. <laughs> do, it. <laughs> do it while you can. It's yeah. a good time. Have yeah. fun. Fuck it. Yeah, spot on. Guys, if you are planning for your next party, and if my girlfriend is not in attendance, be sure to get all of your favorite party supplies and snacks from Nuts.com. Nuts.com has literally every single imaginable snack and party favor that you can imagine. It's really awesome. Uh, And they have all sorts of delicious sort of nut concoctions and snacks that you never would have even thought existed. I mean, I was even reading some of this and my, my mouth was watering to a point where I actually felt bad <laughs> because of my poor girlfriend's affliction. That's it. Uh, like white chocolate toffee cashews. How delicious does that sound? Oh, I love that at Christmas. Bourbon pecans, mm. crystallized ginger, honey, sesame sticks. There are over 4,000 products to choose from. That That is the actual number. 4,000 products to choose from and all sorts of gluten-free vegan options, delivery super fast, and they are very fresh products, fresher than anything that you're going to buy in the supermarket, plus all the raw, organic, roasted, salted, candy nuts that you can imagine, something for everybody, uh, even chocolate-dipped stuff. So guys, if you're new to Nuts.com, all new Nuts.com customers get free shipping on your first order when you text OOPS to 64000. So text OOPS to 64000 to get free shipping on your first order from Nuts.com. That's OOPS. 64,000 terms apply available at nuts.com slash terms so we do have an email about this oh good uh, and i figured this might be a good I know where you were going i guess this that brings it home that's good <laughs> um anyway so this uh this guy says you know this podcast is way is all too relatable for a 28 year old bro mm. question what advice do you have for the single dudes out there my friend group is rapidly getting engaged or married and post current pando i'm still meeting or i find myself meeting less and less hot single chicks Mm -hmm. the apps are out there obviously but it's becoming a chore to swipe around the limited talent what are more creative ways to get out there do you feel as quote married men you still help your single friends make plays aperol cheers yeah (laughs) great all right so i have a very stuff happening i have a very specific thought about this okay which is the best way to meet someone is through friends of friends for sure 100 percent, i think is is the most guaranteed highest hit rate most likely that you'll be compatible most likely that they will integrate into your social life yeah because they literally already are yeah you you both of you have been vetted by people who know you Mm -hmm. and know you better than whatever few answers you might be giving on a dating app Mm -hmm. or you know whatever bullshit you're saying to each other at a bar mm-hmm. um you you have done people have done background checks on you whether they like you know just by virtue of being friends with you they are saying you got to meet this person you should take this person out we're setting you up hi that's how i was set up yeah with my girlfriend uh all the most successful, ultimately my me as well yeah the most successful relationships i've had were always where i was set up with people and a friend of mine <laughs> recently said to me a very interesting thing which was um he's got friends now who are in their mid to late 30s and he says that they kind of missed the boat and now they're panicking and are they men or women and or both? men and i said well what do you mean can't they what? always just date younger and he goes but they don't know how to meet younger girls meaning they're, they're, once you've aged out of your friends having oh, it, friends it, who are it. our age who are still single, those friends don't have 
friends that are 10 years younger than them. Right, that's interesting. And so he goes, he goes, my buddies were like, man, what do I do? Uh, I'm having a hard time meeting chicks. And he goes, fuck meeting chicks. You got to meet more dudes. Because <laughs> dudes are going to set you up. Dudes, with no chicks, chicks bro. You got to meet dudes, dudes to meet know chicks. The chicks. Yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. So I think this 28 year old guy. If if anything, he needs to meet more dudes. That's funny. Who man. know chicks that you know will set him up with somebody more promising. Totally. And you know, let's assume that our twenty eight year old friend here is going to a lot of things where there's a similar there's similar people in the mix, right? Do a little bit more sort of thoughtful digging there. Like think about who these people are that are there, because I can't imagine it's the same exact people every single time. Somebody talks about their single friend, maybe inquire a bit more. Or just kind of like think about who's out there before you start just saying, I, there's no way for me to meet anybody. I understand the idea that people are starting to get wifed up and, and then it becomes harder for them to sort of facilitate you, but just assume that these people still must know some single people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The apps aren't ideal, but you can sprinkle in some appage as well because mm-hmm. even to these older guys who need to know more dudes, like there's young chicks on the dating apps. And if you are a, a reasonable candidate, 38 is a pretty solid age still. That's a pretty versatile age. Yeah. Look, the other thing is this. Lower your expectations. I I have learned that you've got... Nobody is perfect. You can find flaws in everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you constantly keep searching, hunting for that person that somehow miraculously fits every single criteria. facet uh or, or of what you're looking for in a person you're never going to find that person you're you also only going to find their know. faults you might not know what you're looking for in a person like there's seven boxes and you didn't think about the eighth box which is something that's terrible about them yeah you know what i mean you get married to your criteria you end up with somebody you hate very that well sucks. said you know what i mean um i think that people need to sort of recalibrate their expectations and and the truth is that when it comes to long-term success in a relationship which i think we can both speak to now that yeah i guess so we've been with our girls for three years um the thing the the bare minimum and this is this is something you can't say about everybody is that you have to be able to tolerate them Mm -hmm. tolerance is not a guarantee Mm -hmm. if you find that the person you're dating you both really benefit from having long periods away from each other, space, all that. I think some space, totally healthy, all that. But if you do best when you go away or you just find that you're constantly annoyed, I mean, that's that's a deal breaker. Totally. Sucks. That's a deal breaker. And if you can just tolerate being around someone all the time Mm -hmm. that's a really good sign that's not something you should throw away yeah totally totally it's a give and take you don't know everything that you think you know and by like pre-qualifying every candidate you're potentially really missing out i mean they say in sales don't pre-qualify oh i'm not going to be able to make a deal with this guy before you know it you're not meeting with enough people and then you're not closing any business you know you gotta spread somewhat of a wide net if you're feeling some pressure to meet somebody and it will happen uh, and don't try to micromanage it too much, mm-hmm. you'll get in your own head and you'll fuck it up. Yeah. Plenty of good people out there. I'm not worried about you guys. Well, dude, speaking of the fall, it's funny because last fall we didn't really have a real fall because especially in New York, you know, things were still covid True. Know? But dude, do you remember our fall? Mm, like, yes, but what Buddy, happened? Buddy, we were going to like, bars and then we would go back to our old my old apartment oh yeah and get all boozed up it was fun man it was fun and it wasn't it wasn't a huge departure from what fall might normally look like but there were some missing factors and let me let me fill in the gaps here i was walking home from my spot the other night and i walked through the sort of greenwich village union square area and the amount of fucking college kids i just saw loitering really made it feel like fall again mm. it's their first night at school they're standing outside of their dorm they have no idea what they're doing they're sort of uh congregating outside of joe's pizza mm-hmm. and any sort of like obvious landmark late night food spot chopping it up talking about dorm life 
uh, fitting in where they may. And uh, it really made it feel like fall again. And uh, I was annoying. It's like, even if I was planning on getting some late night bites, there's no shot I was going to put up with uh, this sort of. Uh, were they, what were they wearing? Were they wearing. Gen Z shit? Yeah. Were they wearing skanky stuff? No, like girls, like, I feel like the new, like, Gen Z sneaker thing is that sort of, like, elevated, fila ish looking sneaker that kind of has, like, those box holes in the bottom. Yeah. But it's yeah. not like the old person one. It's like the young person one. I find a little that, clunky. Yeah, the, the, these young girls now—they're not even—they're not—they're wearing. You wouldn't even call them midriff shirts or or halt. What is it? Crop tops? They're not even crop tops. They're closer to bras. Right, right. Then the sort of like I made a joke with Hillary when we were walking home the other day. We're like, I saw these two, these four girls dressed like that, and they saw each other from across the street. Like one of them was wearing a bucket hat. And they're like, hey, what's up? And I felt like once they actually linked up, they were going to break out into choreographed dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or put their fingers together and summon Captain Planet. <laughs> now powers combined. <laughs> no, because like, dude, they looked and they were, it was like a diverse group too. It looked like perfect for some kind of Gap commercial or yeah. something. But it is true. Like this sort of Gen Z style, it's interesting to see it unfold. It's like kind of 90s, kind of hip hoppy. Mm -hmm. Baggy, uh, they've got they, but they're always their their butt cheeks, the bottom of their butt cheeks, that little under cheek cleavage. They like to show that off too. Mm, the the under butt, bottom cheek, where the cheek hits the thigh. Do you know what I'm talking I about? I do. I do. They love to show that. They cut their jean shorts up oh, so right. high. There's with some butt cheek hanging There's out. Some cheek, you could you could you Cheeky. know dig a finger in there and scoop out a bunch of cottage cheese. Oh God, dude! Yeah. Why did well, we have to do that? It's because it's it's a it's a culture. Uh, they're cult. It's like a, a Greek yogurt type of culture. <laughs> oh my God! In there, you could make a sourdough loaf oh from whatever what? underneath what is, that yeah, cheek. Fomunda. What is happening? That's right. Chris knows. Fomunda. How did I miss this completely? Whatever's happening right now. Fomunda. What's that? Fomunda cheese. Fomunda cheese. I don't know. About <laughs> Fomunda my nuts. Oh God! <laughs> you too. From under the cheek. You too. By the way, you I just said a whole Julia? bunch of stuff, yeah. and I've never heard. I I was. I'm glad Chris is on board for once with me, uh, <laughs> and, because it's nice to have you be the odd man out. It's actually an Eminem line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I'm not, must have missed it. I'm not going to say I it. Dig it. I dig it. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I don't know. Fucking these young chicks, dude. <laughs> oh, wonder what fashion's going to be like when our kids are teenagers. What are we going to be saying? You can't wear that out. I know. I What's hope to understand it. Response too, dude. Sometimes I fantasize about, uh, like, doing something memorable for a younger person that they'll always remember. I don't know. Like, you, you. This is random, but like, in an arcade, for example, I love this idea of myself because in an arcade it's a two-player game usually with the guns. I like picturing myself having both guns and doing really, really well. I'm shooting all the fucking people. And I look to my right and I notice these two young kids looking on with wonder and myself casually just going, I'm a cop. <laughs> and just continuing to fucking blast. And these kids being like, whoa, like, I don't know. I so thought you were going to hand one of the guns to one of them and play uh, with them. <laughs> but instead, you committed what is a felony, impersonating not a police officer. You're not allowed to do that. That's for sure. Oh my god, that's crazy! That's that is against that is breaking the it's law. Very much against the law. What are you kids looking at? You better not, you know. I, don't know. I have another hero fantasy that's been really top oh, of baby. mind lately. What a nice way to bring us out. Yeah, and it's tell gonna... me, remind me, forgive me if I've already told this one, but this is one that I've been really having a lot lately, which is I was driving along the uh, the Kennedy East Side Highway, whatever that's called. Is it the the FDR? Yeah. The road FDR, not okay. not the Kennedy. What okay. am I saying? Yeah, in New York City. Yeah, the FDR on the east side, which is right along the East River. Mm. And I had this vision of, you know, I was I was in a an Uber, and I had this vision that um, someone on the opposite side of the traffic, the northbound traffic, which is closer to the river, I would witness as someone got into an accident, swerved, and then the whole car drove into the river. Your car. No. Their car. Their car. Got it. Through the guardrail, jumped in into the river, right? So I tell my Uber driver, stop, stop immediately. He stops. I jump the median. 
tell the oncoming traffic to wait. I, I jump across. By the way, I'm wearing a tuxedo. This was on the way home from that wedding. Mm. So maybe it was that I was wearing a tuxedo that I had this vision. But I'm wearing a tuxedo. I get to the edge of the water just in time to see the last sliver of window and roof disappearing under <laughs> and inside there's like a mother with two young children mm-hmm. right and they've got their hands pressed up they can't get out they're hitting they're sinking they've still got a pocket of air inside the car but the water's coming in quickly okay. so the question is i mean yeah i, I think i take off my my tuxedo jacket right probably and i probably take off my patent leather sneakers not my sneakers, my pack, patent leather shoes, because they're Ferragamo. And <laughs> is it not because they're harder to swim in? That, you that too. Really... That's probably. I just. I need to get more streamlined so that I can swim because we're <laughs> yeah, going correct. deep here. So I take my. I quickly take off my coat, and I take off my, uh, my 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 shoes. But here's the question: Do I take my shirt off? Because part of me wants the world to see that I was in black tie. <laughs> I think that's, but then, but then I'm still emerging from the water, obviously with the kids, not to so jump this forward. Is the thing. But you, you're, you're probably wearing cufflinks. I don't know. You have time to bag, to bag the shirt. I don't think you're taking well, the shirt. I'd, I'd hulk out of it. I'd rip through, you know, there's a family going under. I think it's unnecessary though. I don't think that like that you don't have enough time, dude. Do I unloosen my boat? <laughs> dude, it's so funny. Like there are two times in this story where you didn't have to sound like this was completely narcissistic. <laughs> With the Ferragamos and with the shirt, and you completely walked. Yeah, into you the gotta shirt. lean in, but you know they're, they're, it's completing <laughs> the image because the next day the New York Post article headline is going to say, you know, black tie hero saves family, right. and that's so much more grabbing than you know, than just a guy who who like got ready to swim. If I'm wearing the bow tie and I've got a, a little kid in each arm, you just look like you're a stripper. I guess you you're right. The That's the problem. You know, we're going to be sopping wet, and I'm going to look like a. You know, I lost like a, a wet T-shirt. Chippendales. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I, I jump in. Right okay. now, am I going head first or am I going feet first? Head first for sure. You're diving. You are. You don't know the depth of it though. Yeah, you do. It's the East River. You're diving. And you also know it's deep enough to sink a car, which yes, is now out of correct. sight. So, that's so you're, deep enough. you're fine. You're okay. Diving. So I dive in and. I think maybe I had the foresight to turn the light on my iPhone on. Oh, smart. And iPhones are waterproof, right? Smart, smart. So I'm now going down. Fortunately, I know how to clear the pressure from my ears because by about six, seven feet, my ears are starting to pop. So I take a couple gulps and clear the pressure. And I'm going down and I get to the car. Um, Is it at the bottom of the sea at this point or the river? Um... Or is it still going down? And they're kind of hitting on the window and you're swimming down with the car and you're like, yeah. And, and they, they are on now on board. Do you know, is there a way to, to get somebody out of a car in that situation? Is there a tried and true way? Well, the, what they say is that you're supposed to uh, lower the window instead of open the door, but they didn't know that. And it's too late. No, they're kids. It's too late now. So they're under, Oh, but can you still theoretically, like is the electric thing now dead in the car? And they don't have the crank windows. Yeah, that's so they're, right. They're they're probably fucked. Yeah, so I'm pounding on the window. Would you need theoretically like a big metal bar, or is, would that not even do it? No, no. How do you get them out of the car if the windows are not? I open? think I I think I somehow do manage to get the door open just with like some godlike adrenaline. Strength. I don't even know what it is. I mean, I had this hope that somehow I could get into the car with them, where there would still be a little pocket of air, so that I could communicate with them. Got and it. tell them what we were going to do. Got it. And the mother's like, save the kids first. And I'm like, okay. And I save the kids. I bring them up. I bring them to shore. By now, there's a, a throng of people. Uh, someone has tied together a couple of coats. I use that as sort of a lifeline to help haul <laughs> the kids out. But then everyone's like, come out, come out. And I'm like, no, there's one more. And I dive all the way back down to save the woman. And do too. you save her? Yeah. Because I picture you saving the kids and not saving the woman and everybody's calling you a hero, but you're just haunted by that seeing that woman take her final breath. Do you think it means more that it impresses upon the world just how dangerous my heroism was if the woman dies? Probably not. Probably not. I think it does. 
I think the big W is to save the woman. The, dude, the, somebody has done a play-by-play of what you did. At this point, there's tons of onlookers. You saved the two kids. The firefighters are like, don't go down there. There's too much of a risk. She's gone. And before, while they were saying it, you were dove right back down before they could even kind of put yeah. together an organized response. I didn't even have a choice. This you didn't is have just a choice. who I am. You dove down. You saved her. You saved them all. Uh, but part of me thinks if she perishes, then it does really impress upon people just how dangerous this was. It's possible. And thank God, thank God he was able to save the kids. Thank God. And, and then, then you adopted the kids. Well, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> um, but maybe I, maybe we stay in touch over the years and you know, I become kind of this this fatherly presence in their lives. Maybe we start a GoFundMe to uh, make sure they can pay for college because now they're orphans. The dad was never in the picture. We don't even know where he is. Oh, boy. This dude, listen. I would like to think that in a true hero fantasy, at least you, you would be able to save everyone. Uh, okay, then maybe I do. Maybe I get them all out. You, you know? get them all out. You know what my most, the biggest fear I have about this whole thing? <laughs> what? The biggest fear that I have is that somehow um, I save the kids. I go back down for the woman. Uh, maybe she dies. And I come back up and nobody was there to see the whole thing. <laughs> and then nobody, because you can't come out and say, here's what happened. I dove down twice. I grabbed it. If your hero tale is coming from yourself firsthand, it's no longer heroic. So it I, needs to come from a third party. So since the outcome was that you still lost one of them, there is a way to humble brag it and be like, talk about how regretful you are that you didn't save the mother well, while outlining that, all the details. This is why I think she has to die. <laughs> oh my God. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you know. Why didn't she just save the kids herself? Like, did she really need a guy in a tuxedo to ruin his perfectly good Ferragamos to save her kids? I just opened the door. Fucking hero fantasy, dude. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's where my head was at. Um, you know. Also, God. you'd probably have to break the window. It doesn't seem like you could get. The, you don't think you can get the door because of the I pressure. I mean, I was just reading online. And Is that right? It didn't seem like that. So then you like gotta grab. The you gotta route. grab a piece of the uh, of something. the rooftop ski rack because they're a family on their way to a ski. <laughs> That's why the river's so cold. And uh, and then use that and then kick it with the heels up. So you gotta keep the ferragamos. Also, not the front windshield because that's a harder. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, okay. Blast. Good to know. We're equipped. Dude, very good. Chris, thank nice. you. Nice. Thank you, Chris. Helpful as always. That. Yeah. Uh, Boy, take us out of here, Julio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Oops the Podcast, uh, we love you. France, you got any cool dates coming up? Anything? Uh, Albany and Hartford coming up. Check those out. I think that's October 19th and the 20th, or it's October 20th and the 21st. FrancisEllis.com. Cool. And I am going to, I have my own show at the New York Comedy Festival. That's going to be cool. I will be able to disclose the specs of that soon. Hopefully, it'll be sometime between November 8th and 14th. Uh, it's going to be cool. Uh, make sure you send us your emails, guys. We love them. And uh, follow us on Instagram. Comment if you like all the stuff that you're listening to and all that stuff. We love you. Talk to you next time. Oops, the podcast.